Hi guys, and welcome to the next episode of Bitch Work Podcast. I'm so excited to have my roommate, my friend, my longtime friend, Katie Cooper. Hello. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so excited. Are and you? Yeah. I, I'm so excited, but I am really nervous. I'm like, don't be shaking. nervous. Oh my God, don't be nervous. It's just us literally hanging in our home talking to each other about jobs. Love it. It's like, like every other night. No, literally like every other night. We were actually just talking about jobs and work. So this is not different at all from what we normally do. So don't be nervous. If anything, you're probably going to get a lot of good feedback from this. And like you're going to have DMs and people are going to have to answer them. Love it. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. So it'll be fun. But Katie, why don't you tell the listeners before we get started. I'm really excited to talk to Katie today because I feel like you've had a lot of... Um, good experiences with career paths and jobs and stuff like you were always one of my friends that I felt like I could relate to from high school because of our job experiences and just because of how passionate we both always were about jobs and like getting jobs and internships like we both like really thrived in that sense but I think one of the main things that's going to be super helpful about your story for the people listening is that you didn't intern in what you necessarily do now right which a lot of people message me about, like, what do I do if I don't have experience in fashion or TV and, like, that's where I want to be? Or if I don't have experience in um, PR and that's what I want to do. So I think you'll be really helpful in that sense, which I'm excited about. But before we get started with that, why don't you just tell us what it is you do now and what, what that means? Perfect. So I work at NBC and I work in photography, production, and publicity, which nobody really understands what that is and nobody knows what it is. And I'm really bad at explaining it, but we'll give it a shot. Okay. So maybe I can try to fill in the (laughs) blanks from what I know. I love it. So I work at NBC and I'm technically on the NBC entertainment publicity team, but I work solely in photography. So I work in photo production and then publicity. So we work really closely with our NBC publicity teams. And basically we're responsible for everything that has to do with photo assets for the entire company, Okay, which is kind of the greatest part of my job. And also what makes it so crazy is that we service out to every single network. Right. So my team, for example, we work on NBC proper, so NBC Entertainment. And then I also work on Bravo and CNBC, MSNBC, and basically all of NBC News Group. Got it. So we're always busy. I work on everything from housewives to political campaigns, which is just the craziest spectrum. Um, And I work on everything from photo shoots to just collecting data asset management for our episodic shows. And my like photo production for dummies is when you're sitting in your bed scrolling through Netflix endlessly, every single show photo that you see, that's what we do and that's what we produce. So we produce the key art photos for all of those shows. What is key art? So key art is essentially what you're seeing on a billboard or those Netflix photos. Like in New York, it's what you see on the subway. Um, Yeah, so it's kind of what the marketing team puts together for a show. Um, They have their marketing concepts and then it'll have the title of the show and the photo. And Katie, that was so good. I don't know why you're nervous. You just explained that so well. Do you really understand what I do? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) let me, I mean, I understand it because I also hear you um, talk about it every day. But I think for those listening, it's really to my understanding. And let me see if I can rephrase it, even though I think you did a great job explaining it. Um, 
it's you work on creating all the images that you see that promote the shows that are on NBC. And then if, like, you're seeing Watch What Happens Live or shots from, like, a live MSNBC show or something like that, like, those all have to get run past you. Photos that are taken on set and also photos that are taken before the show is shot as promotional content. All of those things run past you and your team. Yeah, so for the episodic images, like you were saying, Watch What Happens Live and any, basically any episodic coverage or event coverage for whether it's a political campaign on MSNBC or it's just an episodic image that you might see on like a deadline article. We hire those photographers. We're getting those assets in. We're sorting them. We caption them. We edit them and we release them to our media village site, which is where the press can kind of go and select the images that they want to use for their news article. Cool. I think people will find this super interesting because I think a lot of people don't know that like this sort of job exists, which is really interesting. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea either. Um, Okay. So now that we've kind of discussed your job, maybe if you are cool with it, we can kind of go through like a day to day what you do at work. Like when it's how, what happens when you get there? What happens when you leave? Kind of like a day in the life of Katie at work. Awesome. So the issue with this is that every single day is really so different. Um, Because I work on so many different networks and I am in a coordinator position, so I'm assisting two of our photo managers. Um, Everybody has such a crazy workflow and a different workflow and there's always something new going on. But to break it down into a general day. Yeah, let's generalize it. So my average day in the office, I would say, but normally I get in and the first thing that I have to do is edit Watch What Happens Live. Um, So our photographer delivers our images every night after the live show and then we do our edit first thing in the morning and get our our selects into Media Village. So that's always how I start my day, which is kind of fun. That's like a great way to start your day. Yeah, it's like the daily dose of Andy Cohen and it's phenomenal. If you guys don't know... I'm sure you do if you watch my YouTube channel and listen to this podcast. But, like, I'm obsessed with Bravo, as is Katie. And, like, this is just a Bravo household. We watch it all. So. Yeah, so it's really easy to bring my work home with me because yeah. Jordan is always ready to discuss everything that's going on. I am always ready to discuss, except <laughs> for it's, if it's about Real Houses of New Jersey because I don't watch that one. Yeah, which is a real shame because we had the big... I know, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch yeah, that. I'm going to watch that. It's just that I can't watch Real Housewives of New Jersey because it makes me sad. I know, it's all family. Because it's like they're family and best, best friends. And like, they actually are so mean to each other. I've never met a Bravo show that I didn't like, though. So... I mean, I'm sure if I, I committed like, to it, I would yeah. like it. But also, like, I can't... Sim- I simply can't watch all of them. Oh. Some of us simply can. <laughs> Except for that, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that OC this season sucks. <gasps> I'm Take sorry. It, it just... It, Take it back. It's so not as good as the other ones. I love it. Okay, so you edit yeah. Watch What Happens Live. So I edit Watch What Happens Live, and then I basically just go through my emails for the morning. A lot of people start work much earlier than I do. We start at 10. I'm normally in the office by 9.30, but because most of our team is on the West Coast, we get to start a little later because we're corresponding with them. But a lot of people start much earlier, so my emails have already started flooding in by the time I get to work. So I normally do a rundown of my emails and that most likely will involve booking photographers for events for the upcoming weeks. We get a lot of last minute requests, so it's a lot of just kind of things coming in and getting that all planned. Um, A lot of my day is spent in meetings, going to creative meetings, 
um, going through the planning process for big shoots that we might have coming up, and that's usually the focus of the days, is our upcoming gallery shoots, um, whether that be for Bravo or NBC. Sometimes we have a news group gallery thrown in there, but they're a little more self-contained, so they like handle their own galleries, and then we just help produce it at the end. A lot of what I do, too, is working on our budgets and our finance, so I spend a lot of time at my desk in Excel, which I actually love, and it's the funniest thing. <laughs> Um, but that'll also eat yeah. up a lot of my time is all of my finance. We process our time cards, invoices, put it all on our estimates. We're usually planning like three to five galleries at a time. So it just starts to add up really quickly. And then we also like pay all of our photographers. Right, right. I mean, this definitely sounds super in line with like what I do, like as a producer, like a photo producer versus a video producer feels like they share a lot of the same responsibilities. Like mm -hmm. I as well do all of those things. So like in my mind, it's really easy for me to think of your job as like my job, but for pictures exactly. instead of videos. Yes. Which Very similar. makes it so. super easy to like visualize it that way. Like mm -hmm. instead of, instead of working on budgets and creatives and talent for a video you're working on it for pictures and photos and publicity which is a really good way to think about it um so that's super interesting I as much as I like know about your job and you talk to me about it all the time it's really nice and cool to hear you talk about it like in this way just so I can get like a full grasp of what you actually do mm -hmm. the only other thing that I want to chat about about your job before we move into your internship experience mm -hmm. is you on set, because you're on set all the time. Yes. I'm sure your set of responsibilities is much different on set than mine would be as a video producer, because of course, as a video producer, I have to like direct the talent, but I'm not the videographer, but I feel like a photographer on that sort of set might take the reins. So I'd love to hear what you do on like a photo set. Yeah. So again, everyone runs their sets really differently. So I work for two producers. So on a Bravo shoot, the two of us are like tag teaming everything, running around like crazy. We normally don't have AD on our shoots, so we're kind of producing and ADing. So we're making sure that everybody is where they need to be at all times. Glam is on schedule. Oh my God, that's like Talent one... is on we schedule. We do not have that at Food Network. We do not have <laughs> Glam, but I wish that we did. Yeah, so it's really just making sure you know, time is money, so we're trying to make sure that everything stays on schedule, everyone is happy, everything is running smoothly. Um, the good thing about working in production is 90% of your work gets done before you even step foot onto set. Um, so our days on set are really just ensuring that everything we have planned for is going accordingly. accordingly. Yeah. And if it's not, that we're, you know, doing damage control very quickly and right. getting everything back on track. Right. Well, being a producer is being a problem solver. Yes. I've said I've said it time and time again. <laughs> that's what being a producer is. Literally, to be a producer, you have to know how to problem solve. Yeah. And you kind of just take on as many roles as you need to as well. Like, we go on coffee runs as well as running yeah. a shoot. And everyone is just down and dirty with each other. Um, you know, sometimes we have to work as stand-ins, which is the least favorite part of my job because I just think I'm so unphotogenic and the most <laughs> awkward God, person stop. ever when you put me in front of a camera. Um, so we have some really funny stand-in photos where I'm just like so freaking <laughs> awkward. Like There is a reason I am behind the scenes. Um, but that's really funny. And yeah, on NBC shoots, they're usually much more of like a bigger ordeal just because it is NBC Entertainment and the shoots and the shows that we're working on are so high profile. 
Um, so I tend to take a little bit more of a back seat on those. Again, we're working as basically an AD. Um, so making sure that everything is on time, schedule is running well, talent is happy. Right. Um, but for those shoots, we have a lot more people that fly in from LA. It's a big, big yeah, ordeal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and those are shoes, shows like SVU. Yes. So, um, Law and Order. I don't, that's the only that's one that the, I know. Yeah. So SVU, Law and Order, all yeah, one show. They're all the same. Um, but, but isn't there, there's a Law and Order that's not SVU. There is. Yeah, I don't know if it's still on. Oh, it's well, that's good because SVU is the best. Yeah, SVU is the best. It's also my show, so it's like my little baby. I'm the photo producer for it, and so I get to work on that on a daily basis, and it's just really special because I feel like you were with us and like Carly in high school. Like we, yes. Oh my God, we. Car- used to our watch- friend Carly was <laughs> effing obsessed with SVU, and like this was at a time when like I didn't watch SVU yet. Like I wasn't really oh. into that like vibe. Like in high school, like me and Katie were very much on the same plane. We're like. I literally watched Disney Jonas Channel. Brothers YouTube videos yep. every single day after school, <laughs> and, like, High School Musical 3, like, I think we both saw it, like, ten times together in theaters, so SVU really scared me. Like, I didn't get into SVU until, like, college. Yeah, I was somehow watching Disney Channel and SVU at the same time, but my mother hated SVU, like, literally would walk into the living room if I had it on. She was like, Katie, you need to turn this off right now. It's scary. It is. But now it's my show, so no. I get to watch it again, and my mom can't stop me. <laughs> Um, but I really love it, so that's great. Uh, well, that feels like it was a really good, like, roundup of the job. I feel like I understand it. If you guys have any, like, additional questions or whatever about, like, photo production, obviously feel free to, like, DM Katie if you're cool with that, or DM me at Bitchwork Podcast Instagram, and, like, we can take it from there. But I feel like that was a good explanation of a job that, like, maybe not a lot of people know about. But now let's get into what I really, really want to discuss with you and what I'm so happy that you're here to talk about and what I feel like we can really get, like, nitty and gritty on, which is internships and, like, your whole journey to where you got to where you are because you've interned in fashion. Like, as much as, as long as I've known you, you weren't always an intern at, like, a fashion company Mm -hmm. or, like, something to do with that whole world. Um, And I remember when you told me that you wanted to be a production manager, and I was like, you definitely don't. And you were like, yes, I do, Jordan. I want to be a production manager. I was like, no, no, you don't. (laughs) But that was the first time that you told me that you wanted to work in TV, and I was so shocked because I had always known you as, like, this fashion gal. Like, Katie, you had, like, legit internships in fashion, so I feel like this will be helpful for people who, A, want to get that, because I know a lot of people do, and B, for people who maybe are interning or have started a career in something that they're not super passionate about or not sure if it's for them anymore and want to kind of take a switch. So why don't we start off with where you went to school and, like, your first internship experience. So I went to NYU. Um, I went to school, as Jordan was saying, for fashion. I was a fashion kid through and through. I used to make my own clothing. I spent summer camps at fashion camp. Like, all I wanted to do was work in fashion. And when I went to school, again, for fashion, I just really was not vibing with it. I wasn't vibing with the people I was in classes with. I wasn't vibing on the content that we were learning about. Like, it was just this huge wake-up call that I really didn't care that much about fashion. I was always a marketing and publicity kind of girl and really saw that route in the fashion industry, which I loved. Um, So it obviously wasn't an overnight discovery. Um, There were little things here and there that were like, 
breaking up as I went along. But I worked, I'm trying to think where my first internship was. I don't know, but I have a question for you. What year were you, were you like, okay, like, no, 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 like I'm switching my major. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. So my sophomore year, I picked up my minor, which was the business of entertainment, media, and technology. I still to this day have no idea why I decided to enter this minor. It came from one of my college advisors who literally did nothing at all to help me ever, except <laughs> told like, me to join this my advisor No, really? she like... was horrible. Like, we still laugh about it to this day, but she signed me up for this minor that literally had nothing to do with what I was at school for, nothing to do with what I was studying, and was the greatest thing to ever happen yeah. to me. Um, so that was sophomore year. And once I started taking those classes, and I was in all of these entertainment business courses at our business school, I was just head over heels in love like it was classes that I was really interested in and doing well in and kind of really started to find my niche so the good thing about NYU is I was in Gallatin which is the school of individualized study so you get to create your own major so I really wasn't stuck in these constraints of being like oh I'm a fashion major and I have to take all of these fashion classes and really stick to it So I kind of started to split off and I found this intersection between the fashion industry and the entertainment industry and started to build my thesis around red carpet events, um, the celebrity culture, what people were wearing to red carpet events, and that is what I structured my thesis around. So I would say it started sophomore year when I started this minor. And as much as I never fully got rid of fashion from my education, I like really started to wield it out. Right. Um, But I couldn't get a job in the entertainment industry is really what it came down to because I had so much experience in fashion. Every time I would go for these internship interviews, I mean, one, I literally couldn't get an interview at any entertainment company. Um, And then the fashion jobs that were coming up were just so cool, like you wouldn't pass them up. Right. Um, So I just kept building my resume in this world that I really didn't want to be in. But as you said, we were both so into these internships yeah. and working and having cool career building blocks that I just kept going with it. Right. Okay, so let's try to think about what your first internship was. I mean, if you can't even remember what it was, then we probably won't be able to discuss too in-depthly about how you got it. I'm pretty sure, now that I've thought about it, I'm pretty sure it was at Anthropology. It's interesting, though, because I worked so many retail jobs before I turned into the internship realm because I worked for Ralph Lauren my when I first came to New York and then anthropology publicity PR was my first internship and I felt like I was so lucky with that I got it from via my sorority actually oh great yeah so a girl in my sorority had posted in our group I had no idea who she was she actually I feel like she was off that semester or she was much older than me I really had no idea who she was just went out for it. Why not? Yeah. Um, and it was really great. I got the job and it was this tiny little showroom for Anthro. Was it in New York? Yes. Okay. It was in New York. They were the only office in New York. Everybody else is based oh, in Philly. I, oh, I remember this internship now. <laughs> this is the internship when you used to go to Urban Space every day for lunch and they'd be like, Katie, where'd you get that amazing looking food? And you'd be like, oh, it's from Urban Space. Yes. It was like a giant grilled cheese. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so yeah. funny that you, you, you remember would, like, that. Get, like, you would get like the like <laughs> urban spaces, like kind of like the first smorgasburg. Like it was like, it still is or still around. Yeah. It's like these food 
Trucks. Truck cart yeah. things that, like, pop crazy. up around the city. Like, there's one in, like, Madison Square Park. They, like, pop up in, like, other parts around the, the city. District. Union Square. Like, I yeah. think there's, like, a Flatiron one. So, yeah. Th- so that's what funny. I remember. Like, Katie would be, like... It was, like, the first, like, super trendy food thing, I feel like, and, like, you used to get lunch there every single day. Yeah. I used to be really into trendy food spots. I used to yeah. be much cooler than I am now. You, Katie, first of all, you still are cool, but also, like, you did. Like, when you were at NYU. I was really like, cool. Like, you knew all the cool spots. Like, every single cool spot, Katie was like, I know where we're going for dinner tonight. Because whenever I would be in the city for, like, internships or just to visit or whatever... I feel like you would always have a cool spot to go to. Now we're both just losers and don't we're just know what grandmas we're doing. living in Brooklyn. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was definitely my first internship. Went really well. Gave me this huge introduction to the PR world, and it also wasn't just fashion because we did all of their home goods and beauty as well. Yeah. So it was nice and well rounded. My team was phenomenal. There were I think five people in the office. That was it. Um, and I stayed with them for two semesters. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it was paid. Oh, amazing. And it was a great office, and we got to do really cool things. And it was right when they were launching Beholden. So I was a part of that. Okay, cool. Which was really fun. And that led into, I feel like Kleinfeld's was next. Oh, right, I forgot you work at Kleinfeld's. Well, look at that seamless transition from Beholden to Kleinfeld's. Is Beholden Anthro's wedding. wedding thing? Yes. Wow. Why did I work in weddings? And I don't bridal know. gowns. You're just meant to I don't be know. married. Who maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> also, fun fact about Katie is that she wanted to be married by the time she was 23. It's a really fun fact about me that is just laughable now. Can I share that on the podcast? Yeah, that's okay. Fine. Like I remember when we were in high school, Katie was like, "I'm going to be married by the time I'm 23," and we were like, "Probably no." And she was like, "No, I am." And like thinking about it now, like there are plenty of people thinking out there about who, it now. No, 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 there are plenty of people out there who are married by the time they're totally. 23. So like that's not that crazy. But when you're in high school, you're like 23. That's like so young. <laughs> like I have always been like, I'll be married when I'm 35. <laughs> when you are in a position to like be with your high school sweetheart and like you're really in a place to get married by the time you're 23, I think that's great. I was not in that place. We didn't have high school sweethearts, let me tell you. No, no. There was no reasoning behind the married at 23. Me and Katie, neither one of us had high school sweethearts. Like, not at all. No. We had each other. Yeah, we had each other (laughs) and Disney Channel. We were were making ourselves sound really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Okay, so anyways, Um, you worked at Kleinfeld's. So I worked at Kleinfeld's, which, again, was one of those internships that I just thought was really freaking cool that yeah. I was working at Well, you guys don't know, Kleinfeld's is a bridal store here in New York City. It's the, it's the store that's featured on Say Yes to the Dress. Maybe some, maybe you'll know it from that. Yes. Um, I was obsessed with Say Yes to the Dress, and I thought it would be really cool to work in this fashion PR internship that also had a television production going on. It was just, like, kind of all of my interests right. rolled up into one. It was... A really cool place to be. I actually, my best friend from college is getting married, and we just went back, like, last week, and it was so crazy to be back there and yeah. see all the consultants, and it's just such, like, a fun, happy place. Yeah. Because everyone's just getting married yeah. and love and in love, and, or they're, like, really upset because they can't find a dress. Yeah. The only thing with that is that a lot of the people that I was working with were really into, like, they wanted to be bridal consultants. Right. And I just blatantly did not want to be a bridal consultant. I kind of took 
the position because it promised all of these like PR opportunities for their bridal fashion week and helping out during the fashion shows, which is something that I was really interested in. But the majority of it was just kind of like, this is really cool. I worked at Kleinville. Yeah. After that, I went and on And how'd you get to, that one? So again, my sorority. A majority of my internships came from girls in my sorority or people that I knew networking in yeah. that sense. Um, the other part of them, which I'll get into now because we're getting into that time of my life, is people that I found, um, like, via social media. Right. Um, and kind of put myself out there to connect with people at the company that I was really interested in. Cool. And move from there. Um, so I won't touch on everything, every internship that I had because I was a psychopath You in had college. a lot of internships. I had a lot. I usually had two a semester, which is just insane. You also have to remember that I'm, all of these internships weren't even in the field that I'm working in now. Right. So as much as they were great work experience and I really was just a crazy person who needed to work all the time, um, it's totally not necessary at all. I work with so many people who don't even remotely have nearly as much right. internship experience. And it's really just, there's no right way or yeah. wrong way to go about it. And I was fortunate enough that I went to school in New York City. Right. So I had the opportunity to not just intern during the summer. I had every single semester at right. my disposal. Yeah. So I, it's where you set yourself up and the right. opportunities that you just go after. Yeah. And I couldn't let an opportunity go. You could go. not. You could not. Mm-mm. Okay, so let's talk about the next internship. Okay. So after Kleinfelds, I went to Montclair. Right. Yes. I went to Montclair, and this was honestly still one of the greatest internships I've ever had. It was kind of my last fashion internship. I worked in wholesale, and it was just all around a really great learning experience. I spent so much time in the office using Excel, and my manager, who was overseeing our internship project, was so phenomenal and taught me so many Excel tricks. Like, I would watch her in Excel, Excel and it was, like, so fun. the craziest thing. And I've always been kind of good in Excel. Like, I always liked it, so I was always willing to learn. Um, but this was the internship that, like, she really took the time to teach me all of these tricks and whatnot. And still to this day in my current job, like, people know that I'm phenomenal in Excel. I help everybody. I set people's programs up. And, like, it's just... Wait, I want to learn Excel from yeah. you. Yeah. No, Can it's you give me really... lessons? Totally. That'd be so I'm fun. All about it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Great. Let's do it. Um, so I think that is something that, whether you're in an internship or not, the Excel skills... I have bosses who have told me, like, they've interviewed people and asked about Excel skills, and everyone says that they're proficient in Excel, but are you really? And it's such a good thing to know and learn and, like, just really makes your life so much easier. Yeah. I'm, like, in love with Excel. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that was at Montclair. And, again, just a company that I still love to this day. Phenomenal team. Um small team and I feel like those are really my favorite internships when I was on a small team and had a great manager somebody who was really willing to take the time to teach me show me the ropes honestly if I was still working in fashion I probably would have pushed so hard to work at Montclair and in that department with wholesale Mm -hmm. like I just loved it so much um but while I was there is when I started finally got my interview for an entertainment company. Oh, yay! Which is crazy. 
Um, so as I was saying before, I had been applying for all of these jobs in the entertainment business and just could not get my foot in the door, couldn't get anyone to give me an interview, couldn't get any feedback, any responses, nothing. It was a dead end for everything. And by this point in school, I was really studying the business of entertainment and knew that I wanted to be in that world. And it was really hard for me to kind of come to grips with the fact that I couldn't yeah. get a job in it. Um, but again, with my sorority, a girl had posted that her department at NBC was looking for interns and I responded and I was like, I'm super interested, sent my resume to her. And again, not somebody that I was super close with, but, um, and so that was a really great networking and leg up for me. I do know that a lot of people in our sorority applied. I remember going in for my interview and seeing all of the resumes of these girls that I knew. Yeah. Which was definitely really daunting. And I went in for my interview, literally had, this is for photo production, for a photo intern. So I really had no experience in photo or entertainment at this point whatsoever. I didn't even know what the photo department was. To me, this was NBC. What a great company in the entertainment industry. Let me go get my foot in the door. Like, if they are going to give me an interview, they are the only ones and I'm going to run with it. Yeah. Um, So I went in for my interview and it went really well in my head. Um, But I left and I remember we talk about this still to this day. They showed me like around the offices because we work on the SNL floor. So it's a really cool office space. And I called my mom after the interview and I was like, I really, really like this. I want this job so badly. They're not going to give it to me. But they showed me around the floor. They showed me all of this. And my mom goes, oh, no, they showed you the floor. They showed you where you would sit. You are not getting the job. It's the kiss of death. Really? Yes. Interesting. She's like, if they show you your office, you're screwed. <laughs> what? Why? I don't know. It was just like her thing. That's her so slogan. weird. I've never heard that. I would be like, wait, I got it in the bag. <laughs> they got a desk for me yeah. already. No, no, no. I was like so nervous about it too. And I was, it was one of those things. Normally I would leave an interview and I would know whether I had it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one I left and I really didn't think it was... I was going to get it. I really wanted it. Didn't think I was going to get it. They called me maybe 15 minutes after my interview my God. to offer me the job. And the rest is history. That's amazing. Yeah. See, guys? You it's never know what could happen. You never know. Really use your connections. Like, use the people who are in your life. And never let, like, something, like, in your brain keep you from keep you from trying. Like, yeah. you definitely sound like you applied to a lot of different entertainment places and tried a lot of different options and, like, you just never gave up. Yeah. But I do want to backtrack because I skipped a job slash didn't because this timeline is just so crazy in my head because I worked there at the same time I worked at NBC. Okay. Um, but I had an internship at Goop as oh, well. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Which was the one and only internship that I got through not knowing anybody. Okay. Um, So I think that's really important to note. But Goop is obviously Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle brand. And I was a big Goopy. I was a big Goop follower. Everyone would make fun of me, but I was and am all about it. So it was a company. They were technically a startup, but like a well-funded, well-to-do startup. 
Um, and I was just super, super interested in working for them. So I did a lot of research as to who was on their marketing and um, ad sales teams, reached out, did a lot of, you know, LinkedIn stalking um, and a lot of like random emails to unknown inboxes that really never got answered. Um, but I put myself out there because it was a company that I was really passionate about and really wanted to work for. And they got back to me after I had accepted my job at NBC. And me being the crazy person that I am, rearranged my school schedule so that I could work at NBC and Goop. I'm rolling and my <laughs> eyes, but you guys can't see it, but I am. Not because that's not amazing, because it is, but it's just like, this is so typical you. Um... So I just wanted to throw that out there because Goop was a company, I mean, everybody has their opinions on it, um, but to me it was a really big aspirational company that I didn't have any connections to. I didn't know anybody that worked there, um, and it's really small, so I didn't know like how well you could get into the mix, mm -hmm. um, but that perseverance of like really emailing and doing my research and finding out who I should be talking to led me eventually to be able to get that job. and um, But you don't have to know somebody to get right. a job in a company. Um, a lot of times it's a really great foot in the door or just a physical person to look at your resume, which is always helpful. But it is definitely possible to get a job when you know nobody, just putting out feelers, trying to get your resume in front of anybody, yeah. um, and really just sticking through it. Yeah. Well... I think that's it, Katie. Oh, my God. You did it. We survived. How do you feel? Relieved. Are you going to let me put this online? Of course. Do you think that you did a good job? Because I think you did great. I don't think I did a good job, but we I got you, through it. I think we you got were through awesome. It. I feel like you gave a lot of insightful information. I feel like your journey is super unique and inspiring. And I'm just so happy that you let... I've been asking Katie to be on the podcast <laughs> for the last, like, month. So I'm just so happy that I finally sat you down and forced you to do it. So thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. Is your Instagram public? Yes. So if you guys want and you're okay with it. Yeah, totally. Send Katie a DM if you have any questions about anything she talked about today. Her um, Instagram is Katie Genevieve. Katie spelled K-A-Y-T-E-E -E, Genevieve. I don't know why. Katie, why? <laughs> Um, cause my actual, I lost my actual username. Oh. I know. I changed it during that whole high school, college debacle mm -hmm. when you like don't want to use your, your real Facebook name. name. But I wasn't smart enough to save my old username and now it's gone, so. Oh, golly. Yes. So anyways, her name is not spelled that way. No. But that is her Instagram username. Instagram DM her, send her a message, whatever. Make her feel good about being on the podcast because she was very nervous. Um, and ask her any questions you have about photo production or fashion or really anything. Um, and then while you're at it, while you're while you're on the Instagram app, follow at Bitchwork Podcast and at Jordan Rebecca to ask me any questions about, you know, just life or about the podcast or anyone you want to see on or really anything. And that's it. Leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye.